Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers, and welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 51, the ride music video. Make sure you've watched the video beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis. Now, first, um, I would not be who I am if I didn't stop and talk about the beautiful letdown. Um, For those of you who don't know, Switchfoot, um, which is a band, came out with a a 20-year anniversary edition of their album, The Beautiful Letdown. And so they came out first, I think a few months ago, they came out with their version of re-recording of the songs. And then they just came out with a deluxe edition, which has that version, plus an entire cover version of the album. And every single song is covered by a different artist and a lot of my favorite artists are on there including the jonas brothers day glow owl city john bellion reliant k i'm sure i'm missing someone and then of course obviously the reason i'm bringing this up is because tyler covered their song 24 on the album and a lot of you probably may have heard it already or also wondered what it was. It is a cover of a Switchfoot song, and for those of you who don't know, Switchfoot is a rock, Christian rock band who started in either the late 90s, I forget which year, either late 90s or early 2000s. They may have even been going since I was born. I want to check now, actually, because I don't know for sure. Not that it matters for this podcast, but I am curious because Switchfoot, (gasps) they started in 96, I was born in 97, so they've been around longer than I have. And so, perks of having older siblings is the way I got into music was through them and what they liked to listen to. And so, very early on, we always had Switchfoot albums in the house, and so they, along with Reliant K, were my two favorite bands growing up, basically because they were almost exclusively also the only options I had, apart from Jack Johnson and Disney music, um, because I had no other ways of finding music. That was, at least for me, that was life prior to um, social media and using the internet regularly, and I did not grow up with smart devices. Anyway, so John Foreman, the lead singer of Switchfoot, has always been one of my biggest inspirations. Um, something I really loved and was always been blessed to have grown up with Relic King Switchfoot. And they're both very emotionally expressive bands, um, and especially with hard emotions like anger or frustration or confusion. Um, they've always really modeled well for me from as young as me being like seven. They've always modeled how to bring emotions to God even before I knew Tyler and even before Tony and Pilots did that. So obviously Tyler and Tony and Pilots has helped me in its own way, hence why I'm even here. But also I feel like the bedrock of of me even liking Tony and Pilots is probably Switchfoot and Reliant K. So it was very emotional experience to not only hear Tyler cover Um, One of their songs, and one of their songs that I really love, as well as Tyler loves, 
but also in part of the song he left some of John's vocals in and to hear my two favorite musicians and two biggest inspirations in the entire world singing at the same time I still I've only listened to it properly like twice maybe three times um, because it makes me way too emotional and I'm really torn because I really really love it it's really really good but at the same time it's so special and so emotional for me that I don't want it to lose its specialness if that makes sense so I also am like scared to listen to it more because I don't want it to become normal because it's kind of something I always dreamed of and never thought would actually happen I don't know why because obviously I feel like anyone who's Christian um, especially in an industry like that are like bound to come together at some point but yeah um is still very surreal to me so if you haven't listened to it it's a really good song um and obviously i'm not just saying that because tyler came out with a song but coming from the other side of really loving switchfoot i cannot recommend switchfoot's music enough and i hope that if you haven't listened to them before that tyler's cover can be the gateway to their music because it's so good um chances are you probably already love rock music not because Tony and Pilots is classified as rock, but I know that you love good lyrics and deep lyrics if you love Tony and Pilots, and you will find a lot of that with Switchfoot. Um, I would also, I would really recommend the Beautiful Letdown album. It's one of my favorites, um, and I also would really recommend their album Hello Hurricane. Oh, that one's so good, and I don't know it used to be a really long time ago when it came out they had a documentary and it was on netflix i don't know if it's on netflix anymore but it was called oh they have a whole album that was made for that documentary but now i can't remember what it was called it came out like 10 ish years ago but it's really good they love to surf they're all from california and they love to surf so it's part like surfing part music and I just remember being so inspired by one point in that documentary where they got booked to, I think, open? They got booked to open, or at least play, at this music festival that was basically, like, all punk bands. And so they were very, like, musically out of their element um, with the other bands there, but also the fan bases. Um, and so it was just this really cool moment in their Christian walk where they could just exemplify like being bold and going out in front of a bunch of people who might even like openly hate you and um still just continuing to sing and perform their songs anyway to a potentially hostile crowd I just thought that was really inspiring much easier to say than to do but to actually see them doing it was was pretty cool so anyway that being said like, it's, it's similar to Tony Pilots. I can't even fully put to words how much I love them, um, other than telling you to listen to them. So, how would, I, how would I describe 24 in the song that Tyler covers? Well, I do know some of the background. I know um, it was like John wrote it. It was related to his now wife, but I think they were maybe dating at the time. And did she, like, turn him down? It was something like negative I think happened in their relationship at some point prior to them being married and he wrote that song after that I could be totally wrong but I, it's something like that it's definitely related to his wife but it's a song that's completely about introspection 
and I just, I feel like it's hard to explain. I feel like you just have to experience it for yourself, and the lyrics are so good. Of course, I'm going to also encourage that you not just listen to Tyler's version, but also listen to Switchfoot's version. So anyway, I'm going to stop because I could just keep going on a whole Switchfoot rant. Switchfoot doesn't even need Christian analysis because they're just up front about it all the time. <laughs> but their lyrics are such a cornerstone to to my upbringing. And there's just so many great Switchfoot songs and Switchfoot lyrics that are like, Ugh. even their um their most recent album came out in 2019 and that was native tongue and that one is so good too like they still produce really good albums and really good songs and they have like i want to say they have 10 if not more albums they're all good they're genuinely all good um but i would definitely start with the beautiful letdown and hello hurricane and just kind of dig around from there um, if you do want to talk any sort of Switchfoot, please reach out to me because I also would love that just as an aside, even though that's not what we're technically here for. If we have these multiple paths crossing, I feel like we need to geek out together. So anyway, that being said, let's get into Ride and the video. So background, very simple, but this video is released on May 13th. 2015 and there are over 1.4 billion views on youtube which is wild to me just because i feel like so far and potentially overall this is probably like their simplest music video <laughs> there's almost nothing happening in this music video and i this was the first time i was really scared i was actually gonna have no content but of course i somehow managed but yeah there's the fact that there's that many views when it's such a simple video, but I think it just pays homage to how catchy and good of a song it is. So I feel like this one blew up around or very closely after Stressed Out. I feel like they both blew up around similar time periods. I also feel like I heard Tear in My Heart a lot summer of 2015. But anyway. Okay, so starting out, I... Okay, this is the first video we've gotten to so far in this album. I don't know why I just struggled so hard to think of a word <laughs> for album. Um, but this is the first video where we see Josh's makeup. So, as we've already established, Tyler's makeup for this album has everything to do with, like, insecurity around creation and around speaking and things that he makes, things that he says. And I think there's a lot of symbolism to Josh's makeup as well. Um, it's, I think it's really just makeup around his eyes. It's all red. And I feel like redness around the eyes could mean a whole slew of things health-wise. Just like exhaustion, or allergies, or irritation. But also, I feel like, you know, if you compare it and kind of join it together with Tyler's makeup, I think... Generally, the makeup is around things that they're trying to highlight, um, specifically with negativity. So, for Tyler, it's, you know, the negative and insecure things about his hands and what he creates and the negative things about his throat and what he says. And, obviously, our eyes are huge pieces of destruction. And so, I took a few verses and wrote them down, like, 
I'm pretty sure I wrote these down like a year and a half ago. I've been sitting with these and dying to share them, but it's never been relevant until now. So the first passage is Isaiah 11, 3. And so yeah, this was like a year ago when I was reading Isaiah, I came across this. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear. And just tying in how our eyes can cause so much destruction by judgment, by assumption, by thinking that we can possibly sum people up visually. I know for me, like some of the worst ways I've ever been hurt are by people who assume things just based on what I look like and just how much destruction we can cause by being so shallow, let alone like judging people based on like social media, which we know is a tiny sliver barely even a sliver of people's lives but yet we still can take what we see or what we hear or what they post and think that we know a lot more than we do i think we just like to be in control and it's a pride thing and we like to feel like we know a lot more than we do about others so we can feel we have a little more grasp of reality so i thought that verse was really telling and connected to destruction and then the other one is matthew 6 22 and 23 the eye is the lamp of the body so if your eye is healthy your whole body will be full of light but if your eye is bad your whole body will be full of darkness if then the light in you is darkness how great is the darkness and not only it's kind of similar to the tongue right which makes the makeup even more convenient between the two guys But I feel like aside from the tongue, the eyes are probably the easiest and the greatest way we cause destruction. And the eyes are basically like the gateway to like almost any type of struggle. Whether it's assumption, whether it's prejudice, whether it's, you know, of course like sexual sin, envy, comparison, like everything can only be because of sight. Not everything, but so much of the source of pain or sin is spurred or triggered by sight. It kind of all goes back into like passively absorbing entertainment or actively engaging with it that I always like center my life around. Um, And how a lot of that also has to do with like you're subconsciously visually taking in things all the time. More so in terms of visual entertainment, obviously. But because of that, like, if it's good, it's good. But if it's bad, it's really going to infiltrate your body through sight, like this verse is saying. So, I just thought it painted a picture of that destruction and its impact and how it infiltrates your whole body, not just the moment that you see something, really well. So, anyway, that being said, going into the actual video... It starts with birds chirping and enters into the scene with light and trees, or a forest, one might say, both of which are obvious references. But similar to the lyrics, it's a very calm and soothing atmosphere, and one that is needed as he's trying to slow down and ease the anxieties and the thoughts swirling in his head. And then... As we see very early on and throughout the entire video, uh, a lot of the visuals shift between a clear image and a more grainy, overexposed, and blurry, maybe a bit of a pun intended, video. 
But I think overexposed is probably the most accurate description um, in how, as we'll see later, they need sunglasses, but how being able to see clearly can be easily blurred when we are not shrewd of mind. And I thought it, I thought it was a good representation of not being able to see clearly because you're taking too much in and thinking too much all at once. Kind of brought a lot of the ideas of the song all together in a visual way, which I really liked. So then verse one starts, and I thought it was cool and an interesting take versus the lyrics of how he wants to stay in the sun, but it immediately turns dark as he starts talking. And it kind of feels like a light bulb that has burnt out. And I feel like when I was, this is maybe just me, but when I was thinking through the lyrics, it felt like, I just want to stay in the sun. And he's he's describing where he's at and what he's needing and how he's currently in the sun. That was my interpretation. And is trying to enjoy it before it's gone. But I thought it was interesting how in this version, it's more like he's wistful. Because yes, he still needs that, but he doesn't currently have that, at least in the visual. So I liked how that brought a different meaning to what I had originally envisioned. And Nugget is here. Yes, Nugget says hi and she loves you. And then Josh always does that thing with his sticks where he like holds it up in front of his face. But in this instance with the visuals and talking about wanting to stay in the sun. I guess it's not necessarily <laughs> related to that. Um, but Josh does this thing where he covers his face with the sticks and I think it works well with wanting to hide and how with the words saying wanting to stay in the sun, it's like simultaneously there's that fear of like the sun and the light is going to give exposure and if we're also taking into consideration the makeup, it's going to show wrongdoing, and so there's a lot to be afraid of and to be reluctant to showcase if, even if we are needing to be in the light for a while, if that makes sense. Tyler continues on and says it's fun to fantasize, and when he says fantasize, he closes his eyes, which again emphasizes that that's kind of blurry face trying to influence him there with getting out of reality. And then I also just noted visually, aside from red being the color for blurry face, I thought it was an interesting, though potentially unintentional metaphor of Josh's red bands being on his wrist and on his forearm. I thought it being on his wrist was interesting, mainly because with the makeup and all of it, it just seems like everything is put in very vulnerable places. Um, and highlighting physical vulnerable spaces. So with the wrist, you know, that could represent self-harm or maybe also like creation with being a key part of moving drumsticks around or even just a visual for like wrists are where you would get chained. So if you are chained to wrongdoing, that kind of also makes sense. And then with the a band on his forearm um it was probably completely um what's the word it was probably a com complete arbitrary decision but i thought it was interesting that it seemed like the place he did put it on his forearm though was like very similar to where you would draw blood so again another 
vulnerable place that brings the internal external. I feel like that's a theme with all of the insecurities and even the fear of exposure in the song as a whole. And then they, of course, sing the chorus, and as he's saying, taking my time on my ride, um, they're kind of both look very uncomfortable as the sun and the light comes back. And I think despite needing the slowness, this puts a lot more emphasis on how simultaneously that's bringing a lot of discomfort because the default is not wanting to go slow and even if you need to go slow it can be really hard and painful to do at first when it's not the primary way that we were designed and also because slowing down will also expose what's going on internally and what needs mending in more ways than one. So then going into verse 2, it goes back into the dark as they start picking apart these questions and this stream of consciousness and anxiety that Tyler has and kind of this existentialism. Um, it makes sense that it's all kind of being anxiously done in the dark, but they also start kind of dancing and grooving a little bit more with the music, and so I feel like they're finding a little bit more comfort in the dark as well um, in comparison to the light. The light's not just uncomfortable, but the dark is more comfortable and is deceptively making them feel like it's easier to be themselves, even though they're actually hiding and avoiding a lot of things by doing that. So when the bridge comes around, we have Tyler standing alone in the woods and the camera just kind of creeps up behind him. And I feel like the juxtaposition of I've been thinking too much with the fact that it's still dark, I feel like at that point it should have turned light, but it didn't. And that also shows in his solitude, even though he's still in the forest in this place that was really soothing and comforting, it's now this place of anxiety. Even our safe havens can sometimes be disrupted or overcome by anxiety for a while when we were really in the throes of like being all consumed and feeding into the lie and feeling the lie that it's all that we are. It can be a lot harder to see the light and to see that we are more than that. Um, and I think in a way that pays a good visual to that idea of being consumed by the anxiety and not being able to see the light when you should be able to almost. And as he's saying, I've been thinking too much, he changes his direction of his gaze and it kind of feels like he's closing his eyes and saying it and he's a little more afraid and ashamed of the reality of what's been going on mentally but then he's also looking up and being more open in kind of this confession and probably a repentant attitude towards God and how these two tensions of realities are, are coming into contact at the same time. These two realities can exist at the same time, just like a lot of other contrasting spiritual realities. It's kind of the nature of being human, right, is we're, we're constantly saint and sinner at the same time. And so then um, we finish out going back through the chorus again, and this is when Tyler and Josh are given their sunglasses. They're given the tools that they need to 
get through the changes in the lightness and the darkness and they're also given a new vision to be able to endure where they're weak and that is also a good callback to when I am weak he is strong um it's just like that little that little rhyme many of us sing as children yes Jesus loves me little ones to him belong they are weak but he is strong I used to always sing that with my mom but yeah it really is true um just like power is made perfect in weakness he is strong when we are weak and he can fill in all of the gaps for us and I I thought that was a great image of literally giving us new eyes to see where we need new sight and then from there the light is brought into the darkness which I really liked and how there are I feel like we've probably I think we've talked about this I forget which song but I feel like there was something similar to this where the light and the dark came together either lyrically or visually and they were able to find their their dance and their creation in the midst of both instead of one or the other which I really I really like that it's not black and white but it's learning to live with both at the same time and all of the gray in between and then at the end he repeats the bridge when he was in solitude and kind of overcome by the darkness before but as he's saying I've been thinking too much this time he's not only in the light but he has his sunglasses on and I feel like overall it just kind of it shows a transformation coming solitude and heaviness into a beauty from pain and being able to turn something difficult into something better with music with art I think that's a very resonant experience as to why a lot of people are artists um, because it brings so much of a salve and a reprieve to a lot of hardship and even redeems being able to talk about it um he can still say the same thing but this time it's not as hard because he's made it into something bigger and something more beautiful than it was originally yeah and i think i'll just sweet and simple i'll leave you with that so i want to hear from you you can email entrenchedpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 Pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band. Or if you want to talk about Switchfoot, <laughs> you can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, video, or album with me. And if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. You can find Entrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. It's also on a lot of other sites, I've realized. I just was not notified ever. Um, so basically, it's on most anything. But yeah, on Instagram, you can find me at Entrench underscore pod. Yeah, I'm going to be starting some more content pretty soon. Again, as you know, I just feel like I'm never going to be, like, super consistent with social media just because I have so many hobbies and I don't have time for everything. But I was just brainstorming a bunch of real ideas, so if you want a much more lighthearted and humorous side of both me and the fandom, join us over there. We're going we're gonna to have a lot of laughs and it's going to be a lot of fun and I might make fool of myself, but um, I think you're... I think you're going to enjoy it.
and I, I think it's a good, I think it's a good layer to add on to what I do because I, I love introspection and I love metaphors and I love all the deepness, but I also, what I realized, if you only know me from this podcast, you might not know, I also can be really goofy and silly and very shallow in that way. Um, and it's also a huge part of my personality that I love a lot. So I, I thought it was time to share some of that with you, as well as just indulging in, in the band and the fandom in another way together. So yeah, you should pop on by um, and have some laughs with me because I have a lot of really dumb ideas, but I think it's going to be really fun. I'm still really nervous to start just because I think I think I'm going to be really good at Tyler, but I, I'm scared I'm not going to be good at Josh, and uh, I just really want to do him justice, you know? But also, that's the other reason I'm like, we can have a little more Josh content that way too, so yeah. Anyway, I hope, I hope you're excited, and, and who knows, uh, depending when you listen to this, there could already be a bunch posted or something. I don't know, I was trying to think, like, do I, should I have a regular schedule and this is where I really struggle like logistically realistically it probably algorithmically makes sense for me to have a schedule but also like practically in my own life can I really afford to do that probably not so we'll see I'm probably gonna have to just play it by ear but I'm really happy with everything I've brainstormed so far and it's a decent amount of ideas to to get cracking on so yeah, you'll see soon enough. And um, if you start if you start watching them and you have other ideas, then that's something else you're welcome to contact me about because the nice thing is people can spitball me their ideas and then they don't know how I'm going to execute it. And um, <laughs> some of the things, I'm like, maybe this is going to be embarrassing if I'm just like gassing myself up, but only I think I'm funny. Some of the things I've thought of, I was just chuckling to myself. Um, so, yeah, I should make it soon so that um, I'm not just sitting here laughing to myself, but I actually have people who um, are receiving my <laughs> the things that I'm laughing about. So, anyway, <laughs> I look forward to hearing from you and hopefully laughing with you very, very soon. Tune in next time for Fairly Local. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, in Trench, you're not alone.